You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're Brad Gray and Janine Bitson here with you this morning. We're excited to, to be your host and to talk about the awesome things of our faith and, and God's great love for us all. So we're joined right now by Chris Haycraft and Tisha Miller from the Catholic Charities North Dakota. Chris, you work with uh, parenting, pr- pregnancy parenting and adoption services. Yes, that's kind of a mouthful, right? And, and yeah. Tisha, you've got adults adopting special children. That's special correct. kids. Yep. Special kids. Uh, so great. Thank you, ladies, for being with us this morning. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, as we get started, why don't we uh, just have you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Tisha, why don't you start off? Sure. So my name's Tisha Miller. Um, I'm an adoption specialist with the Adults Adopting Special Kids Program. Mm-hmm. And we provide adoption services to kids in foster care Mm. and the families who adopt them. Mm. So oftentimes, you know, when kids are removed from their biological family, their biological home, and are not able to safely return, it's our role to help those kids understand their adoption journey and find families for them to um, finalize adoption into. So, yeah. And how about you, Chris? So I am the director of the Pregnancy Parenting and Adoption Services Program, which we lovingly call the PPAS program because it's a little bit shorter. Um, And so the PPAS uh, program serves the entire state of North Dakota. um, And we work with anybody wanting to grow their family through adoption um, outside of the foster care system. So um, infant adoptions from... Uh, North Dakota infant adoptions from around the country and international adoptions um, from countries that have um, an agreement with the United States for that. Yeah, and it's so we're we're meeting with you ladies today because this is uh, November is National Adoption Awareness Month, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I, now I don't know, and maybe you don't know the history of this either, but um, is this? I, I know that November 9th was World Adoption Awareness Day, or yep. World Okay, World Adoption. Yep. Okay, um, so that's clearly something that is around the globe, right? Um, and I don't know how long this has been National Adoption Awareness Month. Has it been this the whole time that you've been working in this field or what? Yeah. Yes, we've um, you know had National Adoption Day celebrations for <clears throat> a number of years now. Mm. Um, and so it's it's kind of been a thing ever since I've been at Catholic Charities. Yeah. yeah. National Adoption Day is typically the Saturday before Thanksgiving. So oh, coming it, up yeah. this Saturday. Oh, it is? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. So what is, is there something special that goes on with that or is it just kind of awareness revolving around adoption for this month then? Or? Sure. So November in general is really busy okay. just because we're trying to recruit families for our program, okay. spread awareness about adoption in general. Um, typically in the past, we've always celebrated at the local courthouse where we finalize on that Saturday. They open just for us and we really? celebrate families finalizing their adoptions. This year, we're not doing that. Um, so we're kind of just doing other recruitment activities okay. around the local area. Okay. I'm, I'm especially excited about having you ladies on uh, th- today uh, because this is something that's brand new to our family. We're pursuing adoption right now for a little 10-year-old girl from the Philippines. And I've talked with Chris a little bit about this. And so we got, I think it was our home study application in on uh, World Adoption Day. So uh, that's been accepted. So we're just waiting on the home study now. So this is a, this is a really exciting big deal that our whole family's all super pumped about. Um, and it's just been totally God leading this all. So it's been very, very exciting. You will celebrate that day forever now, mm-hmm. won't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That is so cool. So very, very cool that you're doing that, you and Lisa. Um, you know, it, it's just such an important need in our society, in our world, you know, to have these beautiful gifts mm-hmm. from God, these children, you know, um, by no fault of their own, they're in situations that um, are sometimes quite difficult. And there's so many loving parents out there that just 
want to have children of their own and haven't been able to, or they have been able to, and like mm-hmm. you and Lisa opening your home to another child. We have three international adoptions in our family. Mm. Uh, my husband's two brothers, uh, one is from Korea, and um, we have... Uh, another one from Paraguay, and so it's just it's just really exciting having those international adoptions in our family and how they've become our own, you know. Sure. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how is the international adoption process different than uh, an adoption process that's domestic? Sure. Um, every adoption process, <clears throat> excuse me, has. Um, a little bit of, of differences. Hmm. Um, one of the main differences with international adoptions is that generally you'll have an agency here in North Dakota or whatever state you're living in um, that will do the work in that state. So they'll do your home study. They'll help prepare you for that child. They'll help educate you on all of those things related to adoption. And then they'll do all that work in your home once that kid will comes into your family, you know, visiting with you, making sure that everything's going okay, um, and making sure that you're ready uh, to, to finalize that adoption if you finalize in country, or just making sure that you're meeting the qualifications of that other country if you've already finalized before you come back to the U.S. The other thing that's really different about intercountry adoption is that you not only have to meet the qualifications of your state for your home study, but you have to meet the qualifications of that country as well. Mm-hmm. And they're all very different. You know, some say you have to be in this age range, you have to be this many years older or younger than um, your child that you're going to adopt. Um, some even say you have to be within this body mass index. So every country mm-hmm. is, is very different. And so you're also having to meet the qualifications of that country as well mm-hmm. as your state. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just learning about all that. You know, the, the whole body mass index thing and everything. I was like, oh, really? Okay. Well, I guess they don't want you to diet as soon as you adopt the kid, right? Right. Yep. Oh, they sure. want you know they want you to be as healthy as possible. Well, that is crazy. So now, what? What? Did, I understand from what I'm learning that um, this, you know most agencies work with certain countries. It's not like you just any country out there you're able to do adoptions with. What does Catholic Charities, who do you work with? Right. So Catholic Charities has chosen to be more of a generalist. Okay. So we are HEG accredited, um, but we just work with families doing the North Dakota thing. Hmm. Um, they will choose a primary placing agency that will always do the work in country and be the experts on that country. Hmm. So if Catholic Charities chose um, a specific country, then everybody coming to us would probably need to adopt from that country because okay, okay. that would be our expertise. We'd have people on the ground in that country. I see. So we're just more of a generalist and help um, connect you with that primary placing agency that does the the work in country, and we help with everything here in the U.S. So you at Catholic Charities can work with any country that that someone wants to adopt from. Yes, as long as they you know have a primary placing agency that's going to do the work in country okay. and and the USCIS work. Okay. Okay. So Tasha, what's it like with the the adopting from the foster care system? What are some of the things that are unique about that? Sure. So I always like to point out like. The kids that come from these situations, you know, when they're removed from their biological family, goal is always to get those kids to Mm, return to their family. Mm. Primary goal is always to reunify them. When they're unable to return to their biological family, that's when the ASK program steps in. Mm. Um, When a a termination of parental rights has happened and they're not able to return home, that's when the ASK program will start um, working with those kids and families. Um, We work with kids who are identified, you know, right away where they have family members, they have connections, Mm. they have somebody um, that we can pursue an adoption plan with. The other side of it is we work with kids who come into care and they don't have any Mm. adoptive options. So it's our job to help 
recruit families for for those kids. Our primary client is always the kids we work with. Mm-hmm. We find families for kids. You know, we don't find kids for families. Sure. So mm-hmm. we got to find the best family that's able to meet that child's needs. Is it very often that there are family members that are able to take the kids? Does that happen a lot? Or There are, yes. So one of the things when kids first come into care is it's going to be that county's job to do a relative search to see if there's any potential mm-hmm. options out there. You know, so sometimes we'll find grandparents in a different state or cousins mm. or whoever it might be who are a, an option for that child. Mm. Or it might be a connection, somebody that the child knows already. That's always our goal, too, is we mm. want to, if we can find somebody that the child already has a relationship with, is, is huge. So we are able to do that. Um, currently in North Dakota right now, we have 34 kids who don't have identified options. Mm. So November is really special. So we're yeah, yeah. hitting the ground and trying to recruit some more families because mm-hmm. if at all possible, we want to keep these kids in North Dakota. What mm-hmm. is the, the common time span that a child might be in foster care? I mean, do, does it happen sometimes that they're in foster care all the way until they become um, no longer a minor, until they're a full adult? And yeah, know, what's that like? It does happen sometimes. Um, you know, some kids choose to age out. Some kids mm. we don't aren't able to find adoptive families, so they are they age out. Some kids choose another option. Some teams will decide like guardianship is more appropriate and mm. have an individual be the guardian over that child, or they choose another currency situation there. Mm. So that's got to be kind of exciting and rewarding for for both of you when you see this all come together, right? 100%. What's that like for you, Tasha? Hundred percent. Oh my gosh, it's. I mean, being a part of these kids in their most vulnerable, difficult stages, kind of like you said, when they when they come into care is just a, the biggest blessing to mm. be with them during this and the families as well. Um, but when we can get to that end result of finalizing in a court, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able with, with the kids and families during that time. Well, what's that like for you, Chris? Yeah, for us too. You know, if we're looking at inter-country adoption, um, you know, it's watching those kiddos come from some pretty horrible situations. Mm. A lot of them have just mm-hmm. grown up in in an orphanage. You know, they have never had anything other than a bottle, and they're five years old. So watching them just grow into this amazing person is mm. is phenomenal to watch. And with our domestic adoptions, it's watching you know a birth family and a, an adoptive family just kind of grow into one family to mm. really support that child. It it's just a blessing to come to work every single day. Yeah. Yeah. My brother uh, and his, uh, my brother and sister-in-law adopted a, a little girl from China maybe five years ago. They work with Catholic Charities in North Dakota. I don't know if you got to work with them or not, but uh, it was, I know it's been an amazing thing. They've got this, our little uh, niece Jade is, is just a, a treasure in our family. So it's kind of, it's exciting to think about the idea that, you know, if this all works out for us, that our daughter would have uh, a cousin that's also kind of been through the international adoption process. Right. That's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it is real special. I know. Um, and sometimes those circumstances too, um, our family started a foundation in Paraguay to help, you know, the, the people in, or the, this, the kids, I should say, in Paraguay that couldn't make that adoption journey. Because uh, there was a time when you talk about governments, you know, they kind of, closed it up so then that turned in a whole organization to help them in the Chacarita and get them uh, sponsored by people here and so that's been really cool to to see how that adoption process even when you have those unfortunate circumstances you can still grow in other ways so what are some of those challenges that you've had working in that adoption process Chris? You know I think one of the the challenges is is waiting Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, 
it's very clear at the end that this was God's plan mm-hmm. and that everything has worked out exactly how it was supposed to. Sure. It's really hard to support families as they're waiting mm. and support families, you know, on the domestic side when they're kind of getting rejected. You know, mm-hmm. they're showing their profile and hopeful that this birth family will choose them. And then we have to call them back and say, you know, they chose another family. Mm. So at the end, it's exactly where they're supposed to be. And this was supposed to be their child. But that doesn't necessarily make it any easier right. um, during that waiting period. So mm-hmm. that's been one of the, the big challenges is just waiting with families and, and helping them through that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tisha? Yeah, I, I would agree with that on the side of our kids, you know, having to wait, especially the kids who aren't identified with families of, you know, talking and processing them through we're looking for a forever family and and getting their feedback to that as well. It can be hard to wait because mm-hmm. these kids want to be a part of a family. Mm-hmm. I would say the other part of that is really helping to educate the families we work with about trauma, about grief, about loss. Mm-hmm. Because these kids that we work with have gone through mm-hmm. so much of it and it mm-hmm. oftentimes compounds over the duration of their time in care. You know, they've had various foster care placements, you know, to no fault of their own. But during that time, they've lost connections. They've lost the school that they were in, family, friends, pets, whatever it might be. So really to help educate families about what these kids have gone through and help how we can best process them and help them through that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we're going to have to hit, take a quick break. But on the other side of the break, I'd love to go further into this and just kind of find out more about the nuts and bolts and all of, all the beautiful things that go into adoption. So, mm-hmm. all right, stay with us. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. We do catechism at uh, at our parish. Uh, My kids know me pretty well. Usually one of the very first questions that I ask them when when I talk to them is, Who are you? You know, and uh, you think that that would be something that anybody could answer, but people don't think about it. And uh, it stuns some people that uh, they'll look like deer in the headlights because they never really thought about it. They may have an answer as to what they do, what their job is, or what grade they're in, but really not who they are. So we are, we're all body of Christ, and, uh, and we need to know that. And it's real, it's part of uh, our community, and we need, to, we need to acknowledge that, embrace it, and live it. And uh, we do this with the help of Catholic Radio, who keeps us informed of all the things going on, gives us insights with all the programs that are available to us, and is there to support us. They are netting and pulling people together. Uh, Let's keep that up and maintain that. As a working adult, you know the value of a dollar, and you expect quality for your money. Now is a great time to further your education. The University of Mary offers degrees for working professionals with flexible learning options that are truly competitively priced. Apply now for any of our online programs and we'll waive your $150 enrollment fee. A quality education at an affordable price. Discover the University of Mary difference at online.umary.edu.
This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for being with us here on Real Presence Live. We're having a, a really awesome conversation about adoption here in this National Adoption Awareness Month. And, you know, I, I had mentioned earlier that this is something that's really special and personal to me and to my family right now because we're we were unexpectedly called into adoption by God. It was just it was something that completely took us by surprise. Um, and, and I guess I would I just want to mention this briefly because you never know the Lord God might be offering that same invitation to you. Like for us, it began. Uh, we're just coming back from a family event with some friends, and um, and we have five kids at home right now from from fourteen down to down to three. We have I have two adult daughters. And uh, we're we're coming back from this event where we got together with a bunch of families and and had a picnic. And one of the kids, our ten year old, pipes up from the back uh, of the seat, he, back seat. He says, "We need to foster some kids." <laughs> we're like what? Yeah, we need more kids in our home. And we're just like, "Well, whatever, Elijah. Okay, we'll see if God wants us to to go there." It, it's not something we had considered at all. And then like a week later, we were walking around with our um, with the family and just going on a little walk. And the the three year old pipes up from. Um, from her stroller, we had a, a friend uh, that was there with his niece, and he's like, who's that girl? Like, well, she's visiting her, her uncle and her, her grandma. We need to get a girl like that. It was like, well, what are you talking about, Celeste? <laughs> and, and then just that night, it was um, we saw a video of, of some friends of ours that had adopted uh, a little girl from the Philippines four years ago, a little two-year-old, and they had shown up at, at the facility to pick up their daughter. And there was a couple dozen little two- and three-year-olds in the room, and they're introducing themselves to her and they kind of went out into the hallway and giving her a teddy bear and sucker and, and that sort of thing. And this is mommy, this is daddy. And all the other little two and three-year-olds went back to playing, except there was one girl in the room that was about three or four years older than all the other kids. And she was just glued to the glass watching this little girl get a family. And we mm-hmm. thought about how many times she had been passed over and watching someone else get a family. And, and just like the Lord grabbed our hearts and was like, we want to. We want to try to adopt this girl. We want to see if we can be a parent. And so it was something that completely blindsided us that we were not anticipating. And so I, I guess I would just ask you ladies, like, what advice would you offer to those who might feel called to adopt? Whether it's something that they, it's because they, they really want to have a child in their home or just because the Lord has put something on their hearts. Well, Chris, what would you say to that? You know, I think it's most important to, to pay attention to that. You know, I think a lot of times God puts things in our path and and we sometimes walk right by and don't notice. So mm-hmm. the most important thing is to to pay attention. You know, what is he telling you? Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is just to to reach out and to start small. You mm-hmm. know, start asking those questions. What is international adoption like? What what is domestic adoption like? You know, just doing the research. Can I could I be a good home for a mm-hmm. child with a, a trauma history? Yeah. Um, and, and starting to really just ask the questions. Mm. Ask them of, there's great online communities that talk about adoption. Um, there's great resources um, at your local adoption agency. You can call Catholic Charities. Um, Tisha, fair to say that's pretty much your job, right? Yes, I do a lot for recruitment. And I get a lot of phone calls from families just saying, hey, I'm just interested in what you know, the ask mm. program is, can you get information? So I would just encourage families to, yeah, come in. We have inquiry meetings that we hold every month. Love to talk about a program. 
Um, but kind of same with Chris, what Chris said too is, you know, do your research. Every adoption journey is different and every program, you know, there's different programs throughout North Dakota that might be, might be right for them. So, mm-hmm. or even looking at the opposite side of things of looking at foster care, maybe mm-hmm. foster care is a family's journey. So to listen to that, that voice, that calling in your head, and then do your research and see what journey might be right for them. So you mentioned that you have monthly, um, like, come and see type or, or informational meetings, yeah. right? So what, what is the, what's the schedule on that? And what's that like? Sure. So the ASK program hosts inquiry meetings the first Tuesday of every month. Um, we do a 3 to 5 o'clock session or a 6.30 to 8.30 session. Mm. And that's um, at the Catholic Charities office. And I lead those, and it's a bunch of fun. We have families come in, and again, just to get information, some families walk away saying, yep, we know this is our path, and some families say, yeah, we need more time to think about it, or we want to look at other opportunities or avenues. Hmm. Well, that's so wonderful that you have those opportunities for people to come in and learn more, you know, because when you see everything on the news and these poor children that, you know, don't have a family, uh, I mean, it's just like, wow, that's our future. You know, and and that nourishment that that we've all had in our own homes, mm-hmm. you know, we really need to desire that to have for, you know, the children who have, like I say, by no fault of their own, been put into these situations. So that that is just fantastic. So yeah. is the is the process similar uh, for both international and domestic in terms of you have you know you have your application right, and you have the home study process, and then you have these series of post placement visits. Is that going to be the same in both counts, or what's that like for you, Tisha? I think it's similar. Um, when we do our home assessments, it's a mutual family home assessment because we want to assess the families to see if they're right for, for our program, but also for families to see if our program is right for them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's going to be an application, the home study process, which can seem. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. I always prepare families for it to be a little bit, but we're assessing families for the purposes of adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, once a child is placed in a family's home, then yes, we would continue with, with the visits, post-placement visits, and work with that child and family all the way through finalization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in the state of North Dakota, um, a child must be in your home for six months before mm-hmm. you can finalize. Okay. Um, and we need to be in that home at least once a month. Okay. Um, so at least once a month, we're coming over to see how things are going with attachment and bonding to see, you know, how are their medical needs? A lot of kiddos coming um, from another country have some pretty significant mm-hmm. medical mm-hmm. needs. Um, so we want to make sure that we're meeting those. Um, and so it, it's going to be the same for that six month mark. But if you're looking for another country, sometimes they can do up to five years or up to mm. their 18th birthday. Before they're, before they're actually legally adopted or what? Um, no. Nope. A lot of them will come legally adopted oh, okay. in country, okay. but then that aftercare follow-up post-adoption, mm-hmm. um, giving those reports back to the country, vary. Wow. Um, so, you know, China is five years, okay. um, but it's not every month. Okay. So it would be, you know, at six months, 12 months, things sure. like that. There okay. are countries that all the way up to their 18th birthday, you're meeting with this family once or twice a year and writing a report back to the country just mm. to let them know that that child is being well taken care okay. of and how their culture is being integrated into the family um, and all of those kind of important details. Oh, mm. That's great. Mm. That's great. So what are, for the two of you, I mean, maybe we've asked this question already, but what are some of the blessings that you've experienced? I mean, I, I know we talked about like the, the satisfaction of you see of, of things coming together. Is there um, something else that you'd point to, Tisha? So for anybody who's ever attended one of my inquiry meetings, I tell the same story over, but one of the biggest, most amazing opportunities that I've had as an adoption specialist is to be able to tell a child we found their mm. forever family. Oh, yeah. After years of waiting and we've prepped this child and we've you know been excited about how we're going to find you a forever family, to have that day to sit down and say, we found them. 
I, I goosebumps. I can't even tell what you. What are their reactions? I mean, I imagine it's it's so varied, right? Some some might be just completely like they don't even know what to do with it. Yep. Others just go berserk. Right. What's that like? Yeah, every kiddo is different. You know, it's it's a lot to process. Yeah. You know, I put myself in their shoes, and if somebody said, "Oh, I'm gonna." Here you go. We're going to move you to this city and with mm-hmm. these people. I mean, it would be a lot. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. excited and nervous and overwhelmed, but we we do our best kind of up on the front end. Um, we've had families create like shutterfly books. So when we're telling a child about their forever family, they can see it right in front yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. So it's. I'm, yeah, I mean, we're a little bit concerned because we're looking at a girl from the Philippines and bringing her to North Dakota or Minnesota. It's like, gosh, I don't know that she's ever even seen snow before, you know, and she's going <laughs> to have something to deal with there, right? What's that like for you, Chris? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the coolest thing about adoption and about um, my job is that you, I mean, we just say you can't make this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like every single day, you just see these things that happen that they're not coincidence. Like I get reminded on a daily basis that like I'm God's hand and feet, like mm-hmm. he's in charge. Um, and it's unbelievable to just sit back and to see things happen the way they're supposed to happen. You know, to, to see something that... Um, it just normally couldn't happen. You know, we were doing a search for somebody um, and we reached out to them and it just happened to be that they live like two blocks away in, wow. a, in a really small town, yeah. you know, from, from the child that they had made an adoption plan for. You, you can't make that up. I huh. mean, it's just it's just amazing to watch those things happen. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It, it is so cool how you talk about, you know, God's, there's no coincidence with God at all. And, and it is... For our parents or ones that are being called to this, you know, maybe there's this, I need to trust, I need to trust. And so how wonderful, Tisha, that you have these inquiry meetings that you can help them uh, learn more about what they're getting into. Right. We we just have like half a minute before we have a hard break, but are there any resources, like where where would someone go to find out more? Yes, just go to our Catholic Charities North Dakota website um, or give us a call at the office, 701-235-4457. Okay, well, thank you, ladies, so much for being on with us this morning, and thank you for the great work that you're doing. It's so important and awesome. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to step away, but we'll be right back with more uh, Real Presence Live right after this. Mm-hmm. 